Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from the Penguins after it looked like they were going to get back on the winning track last night, end up losing this one by a final score of four to three. And this is one of those games where you look back on the season when it's June or July and you say, man, if only they would have had that one victory, who knows what could have happened. Now, don't get me wrong. The Penguins, they've been on their back foot for the better part of this 2024 part of this season. But a win last night would have just continued to let them build to try to get closer and closer, would keep them in the hunt. But that is a horrible loss that they suffered at the hands of the Calgary Flames on Mika Kiprasov's jersey retirement night. So shout out to Mika Kiprasov. That is a name of my childhood. But at the end of the day, the Penguins, the overarching storyline is just good start, similar to Thursday night in Seattle, and then a blown third period lead. I've said that more times than I can remember over the past two seasons. And last night, not only was it a blown third period lead, but it was in pathetic fashion as well. Because the Penguins got goals, as we'll talk about, from a lot of bottom six players, from a lot of unlikely sources. And at the end of the day, it wasn't the bottom six. It wasn't Ryan Graves at the end of the day. It was the core that ended up being the downfall for the Penguins. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But before we do that, let's get into... Our goal recap from last night's game. It started off very good for the Penguins. It started off very good for a young Penguin. Jonathan Gruden scores his first career National Hockey League goal. He darts up the left side of the ice. He just puts the puck on the net, and he's able to beat Jacob Markstrom for his first goal. An unassisted tally and putting the Penguins up one to nothing. At that point, you thought, all right, well, they've performed well. They had a similar first period to what they did in Seattle, but now they're scoring goals. So the book is going to be different tonight. The story is going to be better for the Penguins. And it got even better later in the first period. They get on the power play. The first power play opportunity looked good. The second power play opportunity, they cash in. Lars Eller scores his 12th goal of the season, getting that trade stock to go ever higher. Batting the puck out of the air past Jacob Markstrom. Assists go to Valtteri Pustinen, who's on a very hot stretch as of right now. And Sidney Crosby picks up the secondary apple, his 31st assist of the season. And a power play goal for the Penguins. So not only secondary scoring, but special team scoring for the Penguins in that first period. Not to mention the fact that for the final 16 minutes of the period, they did not give up a single shot on goal to the Calgary Flames. So for all intents and purposes... The perfect first period for the Penguins. Second period begins, and that's when the downfall starts to chip away a little bit. The Penguins still play a very good style of hockey, still able to maintain that two-goal lead, but what they did do is give up one. Igor Sharangovich scores his 22nd goal of the season. That one coming in unassisted, and that's where things stood after 40 minutes. And you sat there and you said, all right, this is an important period for the Penguins because they came out on this Western road trip looking to get a winning record, looking to pick up some momentum heading into the trade deadline, looking to give general manager and president of hockey operations, Kyle Dubas, some glimmer of hope that he could sell off a couple pieces and keep the majority of this team together while trying to get them to the playoffs. That's not what happened. It started off pretty good. Jeff Carter redirects a Ryan Graves shot to give the Penguins a 3-1 to lead in the third period, extending a lead in the third period, something that they haven't done very much of this season. You thought, all right, this is a different game. This is a game in which the Penguins are going to be able to take away two points 
fairly easily with a two-goal lead. Tristan Jari playing pretty well. And the defense actually standing up for once. Seventh goal of the season for Jeff Carter on the redirect. Ryan Graves picks up the assist on the shot attempt. That was his eighth assist of the season. And even Nolachari, who has been absent from the score sheet for the majority of this season. He picks up his second assist of the season. And there you have it. Three to one. Penguins in control. And then one goal. One goal from Calgary, one misplay from Chris Letang changes the entire outlook of the game. Nazem Kadri goes end-to-end, embarrasses both Nolachari in the neutral zone, and then Chris Letang in the defensive zone to score a power play goal, his 22nd goal of the season. Mackenzie Wieger, 19th assist, Noah Hannafin, 24th. They pick up the, the assist on that one, and it's 3-2. to two. 40 seconds later... As if getting embarrassed by Nazem Kadri wasn't enough for this team defensively. A couple turnovers, a missed opportunity by Sidney Crosby, and Blake Coleman all of a sudden ties it up 40 seconds after Nazem Kadri limited the lead to one. Coleman's 25th goal of the season left unmarked in front of the net. He beats Tristan Jari. Andrew Mangiapani gets his 22nd assist. Michael Backlund picks up the secondary assist, his 18th of the season. And at that point, I think a lot of people knew... It doesn't look good for the Penguins. They gave up this 3-1 to lead. More often than not, they are going to be on their back foot and they're not going to be able to turn things around fast enough, especially on the road. In a stadium that is notoriously hard to play in, Older Barn in the Saddle, Saddle Dome, it's Mika Kippersoft night, it's going to be tough for them to bounce back. But what they could do, especially on a night where Tampa Bay won, the New York Islanders won, the Philadelphia Flyers won, it is... Scoreboard watching season, after all. On a night like that, you need to, at the very least, the very least, come away with one point in the standings. They couldn't do that. Igor Sharangovich capitalizes with about 50 seconds left on the clock, makes it 4-3 to three in favor of the Calgary Flames, his 23rd of the season. Michael Backlund picks up his second assist of the game, and that is where things stand at triple zeros. Calgary 4 Pittsburgh Penguins three. And if you haven't already come to the conclusion, the Penguins season is quickly, quickly flushing down the drain. Not a good night for the Penguins, especially on a night where, God, I'm going to talk about it so many times. You got the secondary scoring. You got the power play scoring. You had the goaltending. You were playing the defense and the core lets you down. That's why this one stings just a little bit more. But we'll actually get into that in a couple of minutes. First, let's do the three stars as I do after every single Penguins game. Third star of the game, got to hand it to Jonathan Gruden. Comes up, I was a little surprised at his recall. I don't know what's going on with Yesapul Yarvi. He obviously hasn't looked at like a world beater in the Penguins' bottom six, but he certainly is not on the good side and in the good graces, graces excuse me, of Mike Sullivan. He gets the healthy scratch. Jonathan Gruden gets in for the first time in a couple of months. Not only does he score his first career NHL goal in his first career NHL shot, didn't know that. I knew that every other time he's come up, he's gotten like three or four minutes of ice time. But first career NHL shot on goal, gets the goal, beats Jacob Markstrom. That's a moment to remember for Jonathan Gruden. He was playing physical. He was all over the ice. He even decked a referee. That was a funny little moment. He decked a referee right in front of Tristan Jari. So good on Jonathan Gruden. I mean, he was evident. He's a player that if the Penguins want to get younger, they might have to rely on. Obviously, most of us remember Jonathan Gruden as the return for the Matt Murray trade to the Ottawa Senators back in the day. Nice to see him get his first NHL goal. Not that 
that's an even trade at this point. I mean, who knows? Because Matt Murray's career has gone in an opposite direction since he left Pittsburgh. But man, solid for Jonathan Gruden. Nice game. Solid performance. Gets the third star of the game. The other two, they're not going to Penguins. Nazem Kadri, beautiful end-to-end goal, sparks the Flames' comeback. He's the second star of the game. And Igor Sharangovich, the former New Jersey Devil. The Penguins always have uh, trouble with the New Jersey Devils, at least in the past half decade. And Igor Sharangovich has a little bit of that devil stank on him. And he was able to take it to the Penguins with a two-goal performance, including the game winner with 50 seconds left in this one. So Gruden, third star, Kadri, second star, and Yegor Sharon Govich is the first star of the game in this one. Final thoughts, man, there've been a handful of memorable losses over the last two seasons. One of which was against the Edmonton Oilers. The last time the Penguins and the Oilers faced off, they're going to match up tonight as well. Not sure how that's going to go for this Penguins team, but I digress on that point. This one feels like it's going to finish high on that list. When you look back at the last two seasons, which losses kind of stand out to you? This one has to be high on the list. Not because they blew a third period lead. They've done that time and time again, especially last season when they led the league in that category. And this season when it's been a little bit less of an issue, but mainly because they haven't really carried a lead into the third period very often. But because the core, the core killed them in that game. The game was in hand. You're up 3-1. to one. You're playing great defensively. Your goaltender has been very good all season long, and he looked to be on his game again last night. Now that first goal against Sharon Govich, would you have liked to see him save it? Yeah, it's similar to the second goal against the LA Kings on Celebrate 68 night. You gotta take the shooter away, and he just wasn't able to do that. You gotta get that save, he just wasn't able to do that. But the remainder of the game, he looked fine. And he's been fine all season long. He was good against Vancouver. He was pretty good against Seattle as well. You had the thought that, hey, in this third period, you get this win, and then tomorrow night, which is now tonight, against Edmonton, is going to be a massive opportunity for you to go 3-1 and one on this road trip and take a lot of mo back into Pittsburgh on trade deadline week. That didn't happen. Why? Kadri danced, as I mentioned, right past Chris Letang on the power play goal. Letang himself, after the game, said, I just can't let that happen. I can't let him get right around me. And for Marcus Pedersen's sake as well, he crossed right in front of the crease and Pedersen had nothing to say about it. Now, he was a little bit out of position for that. He was covering his guy. He turned and probably didn't expect Nazem Kadri to get around Chris Letang with such ease, but he did. So Letang makes the mistake there. Marcus Pedersen and Eric Carlson on that second goal of the third period. What are they doing? Miscommunication. Somebody has to stop that puck from getting behind the net and going directly to Andrew Mangiapane. Neither of them can. It ends up being a turnover. There's a lot of people whose hands are in that turnover. But even worse so, Mangiapane gets it. He has one guy in front in Coleman, and Crosby has the angle to take the pass away, and he doesn't. Sidney Crosby, it's hard to take anything away from his season. But when he makes a mistake, you got to call him out. And that was a mistake. That pass cannot get through. And it did. And that's on Crosby. Now, the turnover is not on Crosby. It's on Carlson and Pedersen and their miscommunication and Drew O'Connor trying to make a play and it ending up going in the wrong direction. But Crosby has to stop that pass. You can't let it go from behind the net to the front of the net. He knows that. He's probably not happy that that pass got through, but it did. And at that point, game is tied and momentum's gone. And then, of course, the third goal, a horrid turnover by Chris Letang on the far boards, gets the puck on his stick. He said, the second I got the puck on my stick, the guy was on top of me. You got to make quicker decisions. You just do. Now, Ryan Graves, should he have made that pass? 
Probably not. But at the same time, Latang is and has been one of your best defensemen for his entire career, but specifically this season. He has to make a better play on that. Instead, he turns the puck over. Puck ends up in the back of the net. There's 50 seconds left, and the Penguins aren't going to be able to make that comeback. They're just not, especially against a goaltender of the caliber of Jacob Markstrom. You're just not going to be able to make that comeback with 50 seconds left after you basically turned the gas entirely off. You basically put it in cruise control at 3-1, to one, thought you were going to win this game, and instead, your core gets embarrassed. And when I say the core, it's 58, 65, and 87 tonight. Did Evgeny Malkin have the perfect game? No, but he didn't make any mistakes that immediately cost the Penguins on the score sheet. I saw a lot of people going after Evgeny Malkin in this game. I thought for the second consecutive game, he looked to have a little bit of jump to him. He did. I thought he had a pretty solid performance in this game. But at the end of the day, 87, 58, and 65 all make some pretty bad mistakes in the third period that directly lead to goals that end their chances at a winning road trip out in the Pacific Northwest and really, really put a nail in the coffin that Kyle Dubas is going to sell everything that he possibly can as long as he gets a pretty decent return. It's going to be an interesting week. Elliot Friedman said a lot of names last night on Sportsnet as to who the Penguins are looking to trade, who the Penguins have listened in on a trade. Seems like Lars Eller is more and more likely to be out the door. Tristan Jari... Talk continues around him. Alex Nedeljkovic, talk continues around him. Nolachari's name was officially thrown out there for the first time in a while. The one thing we did learn is he was telling the truth, and he being Kyle Dubas, when he said he hasn't asked anybody to waive their no-move clause, and he doesn't plan on it. Came out that he didn't ask Brian Rust and is not planning on asking Brian Rust to move or to allow them to shop him because he has a full no-move clause. So that's what we learned yesterday. Penguins, rough performance. Loss that is going to stick with a lot of people for a long time because the core is the reason that they blew that lead in the third period. Haven't been able to say that very often, and that's a testament to the core and how good they've been over time, but last night was 100% against them. You get the secondary scoring. You get the power play goal. You get the goaltending. You had the defense going on all cylinders against a team that is actually selling, that has been in the process of selling over the last month. They traded away two of their best players in the last calendar month. This is a team that is, for all intents and purposes, maybe not the players on the ice, but the management side of things have given up on this season. And you go out there with control in the third period, and you lose the game. When you get goals from Jonathan Gruden, Lars Eller, and as I forget the third name, oh, and Jeff Carter. Those three score goals for you, you still come away with a loss. That's a tough pill to swallow for the Penguins. It really is. There's been a lot of tough pills to swallow this season for the Penguins. This one immediately climbs up to the top five, maybe even the top three when it comes to toughest pills to swallow for the Penguins this season. I don't know. It's kind of hard whenever you have a two-to-one loss at a third-period blown lead when you're honoring one of the greatest players in the game and Yarmir Yager. That one's probably at the top just simply because of everything that came around it, but this one, wow, it quickly climbs up the list, but... Up next for the Penguins, a quick turnaround. Everybody excited to watch them once again tonight. Another Alberta matchup with Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. The last time these two teams met was last March. A 7-2 loss for the Penguins on home ice. I can only imagine what McDavid, Dreisaitl, and the boys are going to do to the Penguins later this evening at a 9 o'clock p.m. start. It's going to be interesting, certainly. And there might be a chance that you should just leave Jake Gensel in Edmonton. They're one of the teams in the running, and it seems 
100% clear that he is not going to be on this team come next weekend. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully you tune in the remainder of the season. We have plenty to talk about, plenty to discuss surrounding this Pittsburgh Penguins team. But that's it for this one. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. 